Chapter 19 of The Three Bears of Porcupine Ridge. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Three Bears of Porcupine Ridge by Gene M. Thompson. The King of Balsa Swamp. Even by day it was dark, lonely, and scary down in the balsa swamp, right under the frowning shadow of the mountain, and so wild that only an occasional cranberry picker ventured down into the marsh when the berries were ripe and red. Most people gave the lonely place a very wide berth, for it is easy to lose one's way in such a wilderness. So only the little wild creatures of the forest really knew very much about the many interesting inhabitants who lived in the swamp. The little black bears came scrambling and sliding down from Porcupine Ridge occasionally to feed upon crawfish and frogs, and to wallow in the ooze and mud of the marsh, and when the red deer were hard-pressed, and the hounds were baying close behind them, they found a safe hiding-place among the densely growing balsas, thousands of the pointed green spires of the pine arose from the swamp for trees which grew there never had been chopped down by lumbermen and so if you only knew the swamp was not after all such a lonely place for many there were who loved it and found a very safe home right there in the marsh just over in the great black birch lived a very old raccoon and his interesting family so old was this raccoon that he actually had rheumatism and was quite gray in the face the old raccoon could tell you many an exciting experience he had met with down in the swamp how he had been chased by dogs and men nights when he had gone out to forage how when the hounds were baying close upon his scent he had cunningly doubled upon his track crossed a brook many times and so thrown them completely off the scent, leaving them to flounder and whine in the soft mud of the marshes, while he had shinned up the great black birch in safety, and lying out flat upon a limb, actually grinned at the foolish hounds, showing all his little sharp white teeth for joy as they bayed and howled beneath the wrong tree. Just beneath the great birch, in a dense of clump balsas, a young mother doe had come with her little dappled frightened fawn when the hunters were after them and the mother's leg had been hurt and the thick balsas and hemlocks hid them well and the gray mosses and pine needles beneath made a soft thick bed for them and there they stayed until the danger was over and the doe was able to travel once more up aloft in the tall swaying tops of the pines whole colonies of squirrels red and gray lived with the birds for there was plenty of good food in the swamp small sweet beech nuts and wild cherries with puckery tang and sweet nutty pits then there were bobcats who snarled and howled and spit at each other in the dark nights and an old canadian lynx with sharp tufted ears and the ugliest disposition for he snarled at everything which crossed his tracks down beneath the low-lying branches of the spruces which swept the ground, forming regular tents, crept and grunted the stupid hedgehog family, grubbing for nuts and fresh water clams and crawfish, 
and bristling their sharp quills indignantly when any one presumed to disturb them even at the gentle partridge family who loved to cuddle in bunches beneath the green tent-like branches and then the brave little cock partridge would ruffle up his feathers and rush out upon the hedgehogs furiously with a and a drumming commotion which often startled the lazy hedgehogs out of their wits so that they would roll over in sudden terror and bristle out their quills until they looked like a round ball of sharp needles well the hedgehog knew that no enemy would care to come very near him then lest they get a snout full of sharp quills but the balsa swamp was a creepy dark place in the daytime at night it was ten times more fearsome for then every wild dweller in the depths of the swamp awoke and the place was filled with strange sounds the first signal for all to begin stirring in the swamp was given by the frogs who began their evening course zoom zoom kerchung kerchung down in the bogs just as soon as the old raccoon heard the first zoom zoom of the old giant bullfrog he hastily began to scratch and claw himself up out of his hole in the black birch where he had been sleeping all day long next the snarling lynx glided like a shadow from his lair and went with soft velvet-padded footsteps skulking off between the thick balsas after his prey and then something else happened for when it was just about dark enough from right in the very heart of the marsh the king of the swamp sent out his lonely blood-curdling cry it was the great white owl the very oldest inhabitant of the swamps a regular old hermit was this great snowy owl and he lived all alone in a giant pine which had long ago been blasted by lightning the pine towered over all the spire-like tops of the balsas and spruces of the marsh white and lonely looking it stretched its blasted crooked limbs forth like the arms of some great forest giant the trunk of the old pine was hollow and deep within the whitened depths of this tree lived the king alone despised and forsaken by his mate and all his kindred because of his fierce vindictive temper and shunned by all his furry neighbors also because the sly old king had a way of knowing just where to find young baby raccoons when their mother was away and he would even carry off a very young lynx cub if he chanced to be pressed by hunger while nothing delighted him more than to steal like a shadow upon a covey of sleeping partridges and scatter them like leaves taking his pick of the family when the angry little father bravely whirred and whirred the king was not at all frightened for nothing ever daunted him very much silently on his great soft white wings he swooped down upon any tender little furry creature that chanced to come in sight of his great staring yellow eyes and then with one cruel blow of his lance-like beak he killed his prey and carried it swiftly off in his great horny talons to the old blasted pine in the heart of the swamp only once or twice had the king been caught napping that was when he made a great mistake and tried to rob the farmer's muskrat trap and the steel teeth had caught and nipped off one of his great horny toes so that ever after that time he always hated the very sight of a muskrat and never troubled them 
another time the king had a hard fight with a great blue heron he had tried to take away a fish from the heron for which it had been fishing a long long time and somehow the heron's long sharp bill had punctured one of the king's great yellow eyes since his encounter with the heron the king's sight had not been so keen and sometimes when weary or on a long flight he flew with a sideway motion far up on a lofty ledge of the mountain which overhung the swamp two bald eagles made their lonely untidy nest every year and raised their scrawny brood of young eaglets the old eagles were faithful creatures and looked out well for the wants of their young never thinking of themselves at any time so that they could get food enough to fill the wide open hungry mouths of their screaming little ones it was simply wonderful how much the young eaglets ate to satisfy their hunger for they managed to keep the old birds flying about for food from earliest daylight until the frogs began their evening song down in the marsh very well the old king of the swamp knew of the eagle's nest he also knew just when the young eaglets were left lying alone in their nest for at the early hour when the old eagles were forced to leave the ledge the king was occasionally awake himself especially if he himself had come home from his night's wanderings hungry once it happened that very very early in the morning the king came back to the pine in a very bad humor for he had been out all night long hunting for food and he had found nothing worth eating he grumbled to himself crossly not a bite to eat all night perhaps the old owl's eyes were less keen than formerly nothing left for him to prey upon but hedgehogs lazy things who wants to put their eyes out trying to eat a hedgehog thought the king Hoo he croaked just then he chanced to cock up one of his great eyes toward the ledge in time to see the two dark shadowy forms hover over the edge the old eagles were making a very early start for food for the eaglets instantly the king was wide awake and alert he waited only until the two dark shadows had passed out of sight over the mountain then silently on his great soft white wings he rose and rose in the air until level with the ledge when he darted down and seizing a young eaglet in his talons was back to the pine again before the old eagles came back what a screaming and commotion took place when the old eagles returned and found one of their brood missing but the old king cared little for this for having satisfied his pressing hunger he was by this time safely hidden down inside the hollow pine fast asleep the very next time the king happened to return home hungry after a night out he instantly remembered about the young eagles true enough the one he had eaten had been exceedingly tough but then when one is hungry young eagle is better than nothing at all so with his great golden eyes wide open and watching eagerly he soon had the satisfaction of seeing the old eagles leave the nest and start forth in the early dawn first one eagle arose from the ledge flying straight over the mountain then the mate soon followed after and before she was fairly out of sight unable to wait any longer for he was very hungry 
swiftly the old king rose in the air to the eagle's ledge screech screech shrilled the young eaglets and just then the old king's maimed talon lost its grip of the young bird which he had selected for young eaglets are strong which made the youngster screech still louder again the king's horny talon gripped the eaglet and so very much taken up was he so very hungry that he utterly failed to see the shadow of a pair of wide wings gradually hovering hovering drawing closer to the ledge with every movement until with a sudden sound as of rustling silk the wings wavered and dropped straight down from above and the great lance-like talons of the enraged mother eagle were buried in the snowy back of the king even before he had a chance to turn about and face her then a mighty battle began between the mother eagle and the old king of the swamp they finally cleared the ledge together and went swirling out into space feathers of white and brown fell in showers and floated down into the marsh as they fought on and on with great beaks snapping sharply the eagle screaming weirdly occasionally as they battled in the air but the old king of the swamp had met his match at last for the mother eagle well knew that she was fighting to the death the one who had robbed her nest before in vain did the king seek to gain his home nest in the blasted pine the eagle stuck to him tearing at him cruelly with beak and talons until finally fluttering weakly utterly exhausted his spirit broken blind and dying the king began to fall fluttering weakly he began to settle down down into a dark hidden spot beneath the thick balsas he had become just a mere bundle of snowy feathers now all fierceness had departed and there was nothing left of the king for the little wild things of the forest to longer fear and hate and that night when the frogs started off with their usual signal calling all to awaken in the marshes the hoo 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 of the old king of the swamp was silent End of chapter 19